A very warm welcome to each and every one of you. It's time for episode 88 of Near Perfect Pitch. I know that people have hardship in their life, but I'll tell you what, it's all relative, isn't it? I've just walked here because the car park here has been levelled, really, uh, to uh, erect a new building. So you have to park miles away here at uh, Carlton University to get to CKCU Studios. It's uh, 45 degrees out there with Humidex. It's an absolute scorcher, the hottest day I can remember, by a long chalk. And it's Canada Day today, so there's going to be a bit of a Canadian flavour. And I can also tell you that uh, this episode is uh, wholeheartedly brought to you by John Andrew Frederick, the Black Watch and the Milk Chocolate Digestive. Yes, I'm going to be talking to, uh, to John from the Black Watch at the end of the programme. If you're familiar with the programme, which you should be, shame on you if you're not, interviews are always held and housed at the end of any given program. Um, also, God, I've got lots of new stuff. I could have just done a show of new releases as I could do probably every week, but I had to whittle it down to, to uh, a select few. So I can tell you, in the new release capacity, I can start with this wonderment. We've got a world exclusive. You remember that uh, the Catherines were just recently on the show, uh, specifically Heiko Schneider, and Heiko has very kindly recorded an official theme song for uh, the Magic Biscuit Tin entitled Cookie Tin. You will uh, be hearing that uh, very, very soon. New releases galore. OK Champ, Sobs, Honey Radar. What else we got here? We have got uh, Let's Eat Grandma, Monad, Talk Boy, new Danny Goffey. Um, what else we got here as I go down the list, new release-wise? Oh, yes. Every track by The Black Watch, which will be at the end of the programme, is, of course, a new release. We've got the usual, usual uh, features, uh, including the Canada Day hat trick, the weekly peel, the obligatory fall. Ah, oh, we've got Cover Me Today, which is Japan doing a bit of Velvet Underground, Tinto Web Time, and much, much more besides. Kicking things off this week with this gem.
Eslováquia. Vai Pelés, está na meia lua, foi calçado. É falta contra a Tchacasavaca. Falta do número 3. O zagueiro Miga sobre Pelé. É uma falta perigosíssima na meia lua. Está aí a grande oportunidade do gol do Brasil. Dois na barreira. Pelé e Rivelino. Caminha Rivelino. Chuta gol! Brasil! Singapore. That is sobs. 
and a tune entitled Astronomy. That is uh, pulled off their debut full-length record entitled Telltale Signs, which you can get your hands on at sobs.bandcamp.com. That is very, very good stuff, is it not? That was preceded by a little snippet of Brazil, Brazil, as featured on Bendit 91. Now, the Bendit series came out on, uh, on a very, very small record label called Exotica. And this comes from Bendit 91, as I mentioned, which has the uh, the cap number of Pele 1 CD. There are a series of these, and if you can get your hands on them, everything from uh, footballers uh, doing uh, foot, uh, doing adverts uh, for any kind of products to uh, to commentate samples, to celebrities, to actual uh, horrific uh, football-intended uh, theme tunes and things like that. It's just just a wonderful series. And if you're into football uh, and you're much like myself, this stuff is is palpably uh, it's gold dust when it comes to football culture. And before that, what better way to get off uh, a show? Than, uh, than with Love Vigilantes by New Order and uh, what an LP uh, Low Life is so uh, just uh, in case you live on another planet that's uh, Off Low Life by New Order from 1995 lead track to uh, the LP Love uh, Vigilantes being the song that we heard time for some of the primitives <laughs> Thank you. 
Midnight Runners with Gino. I haven't heard that for a long old while. Gino was their second single from 1979, featured on their 1980 debut LP, Searching for the Young Soul Rebels. Before that, The Primitives, with uh, their second of uh, three singles off their second LP, Pure, which came out in uh, 1989 on uh, the Lazy Recordings uh, record label. Next up, going to Manchester, going to hear something uh, by Slow Readers Club. In the meantime, I think I've lost five pounds, even though this fan is on full pelt. Enjoying the World Cup, I just actually uh, wanted to chuck that in, actually. I've just uh, seen, seen Spain go out, and it was absolutely delightful. No, uh, no offence intended to the Spanish listeners, but it was just delightful to see Ramos's face. Slow Readers Club. <laughs>
brand new and official theme tune to the Magic Biscuit Tin, brought to you each and every week by Near Perfect Pitch, delivered consummately by the Catherine, specifically Heiko Schneider, and that's Cookie Tin, and that is going to be a fixture. Thank you, mate. That is absolutely stellar. Really, really, really grateful to you for that. And uh, I hope you lot have uh, been uh, similarly inspired by listening to the Catherines. They are a super, super band. And if you missed it, which you shouldn't have, go back in time and listen to the interview from a week or two ago and uh, learn a lot more. We got to our cover version of the week uh, quite early in the programme. We just heard uh, All Tomorrow's Parties, as done by Japan. And it, it actually features on Japan's 1980 album, Quiet Life, their third LP. The original, of course, being uh, a Velvet Underground tune as penned by, uh, by Lou Reed. Originally released as a single in 1966, but also appears on their debut studio album, The Velvet Underground, and Nico that came out uh, in 67. Before that, from Manchester, Slow Readers Club off this year's third LP, Build a Tower, and a tune called On the TV. Next up, what have we got? Oh yes, it's our obligatory fall R track, and it is seriously apropos. Hot weather. The 
said I'm looking straight for the car If that's how you feel, let's go
toutes les étoiles.
the simply marvellous The Jazz Butcher. That uh, appears on 1990's Cult of the Basement, their seventh LP, out on Creation Records. Girl Go. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. The LP version thereof. Uh, before that, OK Champ, their latest and second single. They're from Newcastle upon Tyne, and you can learn more about them at okchamp.bandcamp.com. That's OK with an OKAY, just in case. Before that, the B side to Telephone Thing, also appearing on uh, the CD and cassette versions of Extricate, their 12th LP from 1990. That is the fall with British people in hot weather, and it is stinking today, so I, uh, I qualify, I suppose. I'm just going to check the weather. Hang on, let me just check my phone. I'll tell you what uh, stupidity we're contending with right now. Yes, it says it's 34 degrees prior to Humidex, which uh, comes in at uh, a staggering 43 degrees right now. And there are legions, tens of thousands of people frolicking downtown Ottawa today for Canada Day. And uh, I sense immense dehydration and a lot of uh, busy St. John's ambulance folk. That's a racing certainty, I reckon. And uh, before that, we heard the word exclusive of Cookie Tin by the Catherines. Wasn't that lovely? Now it's time for our weekly Peel track going back to 1977. Whatever happened to Leo Trotsky?
single from 1998 entitled We're the Sweeney by Filthy Three. And uh, I thought I'd play it because I play it every now and again because it is a lot of fun and it is a top, top uh, TV programme. And if you're not familiar with the Sweeney, John Thor, Dennis Waterman, fantastic. Lots of beaten, beaten, uh, beaten up bad guys and speeding around in, in four Granadas. Seminal, brilliant, amazing, fantastic stuff all around. And uh, interestingly enough, because uh, it's kind of that time of the show. Why don't I segue from the filthy three into our Tinterweb time this week? And Tinterweb time, boys and girls, is just a little tip website of the week that uh, I want to share with you. This week, I'm not going to go through the URL because it's one of those YouTube URLs, but uh, if you're a fan of Frank Sidebottom, as you should be, and if you listen to this program enough, i.e. religiously, you will know that I'm uh, a rather large fan of, uh, of Frank's uh, now, now deceased, bless his heart, Chris Seavey, the legend that he was. Um, the video that accompanies the Filthy Three's song uh, is quite something else, and it features the man himself, Frank Sidebottom. So get yourself to YouTube, chuck in the Filthy Three, and uh, chuck in the Sweeney, and you'll pull up the official video and you'll see Frank parading around in all his glory. Now it's time for a debut single by a Leeds outfit entitled Talk Boy. It's very, very good and it's called Mother. <laughs> Always 
from 1998. That is Delacota with Come On Cincinnati. That's the album version. Uh, and that was the second single of only three singles off their only LP entitled One Love. Again from 1998. That is Come On Cincinnati by Delacota, preceded by brand new single, debut single by Leeds's Talk Boy. Go to musicglue.com slash talkboy to learn more about them. And I do expect uh, more good things from them. There's a lot of good buzz going on about uh, Talkboy at the moment. And I'm glad to be able to have been able to share that with you if I could just talk properly. I'll blame it on the heat. Um, we've done rather well so far, actually. We've had a, a world exclusive in that we've got... Um, the wonderful near-perfect pitch magic biscuit tin theme sorted by virtue of uh, Heiko from uh, the Catherines. Um, new releases we've uh, we've got through Sobs thus far. We have also got through OK Champ in as much as we've also featured um, Weekly Peel, Tinterweb Time and Obligatory Fall oh, as well as Cover Me. So we're, we're suitably about halfway through the programme, 15 songs in and about half the features out the road. You've got a Canada Day hat trick to look forward to in as much as you've also got Essential Wax to uh, to look forward to at uh, in about an hour's time, I would expect, probably a little bit sooner than that. And at the end of the programme, a top interview with John Andrew Frederick, a.k.a. The Black Watch from Los Angeles. Now it's time for yet another new release. Here's something brand new from Monad, Turning Wheels.
Magnificent Sparks, the Male Brothers. That is This Town Ain't Big Enough for the both of us. Their second single from 1974 that appears on their third LP, Kimono, My House. Before that, second single off Monad's forthcoming debut EP. We just heard Turning Wheels. Go to soundcloud.com slash Mona. Actually, not Mona, Monad, sorry, Monad band. And before that, again, as a reminder, we had Delacota with Come On Cincinnati, the album version. And uh, what we've got coming up next? Oh, yes, I'm excited to play this for you from their second LP. Very happy to be sharing this with you. Here is Let's Eat Grandma. Yes, what a great band name with Ava. Her head in her scarves, Ava studies her palm as she waits on the window seat. 
Pebble thrown over arm, her face is dark and alarmed. She says, oh, What do you want from me? I said, Why just take it as final when you're starting to spiral, girl? Why can't you see? You know, I know you can do it, and I'll help you get through this, whether it's once or twice or again. Again Moonlight in the garden the car as I walk past her balcony Was long lost in this air A little breeze in my hair As I think what she might have been I wonder where she's been living And is she still wishing But not to see I know I have to accept this But if she'd have let me I'd be there once or twice or again Again
Marvellous Art Magic record, their second LP, The Songs of Other England, artmagic.bandcamp.com. They were on the programme uh, two, three weeks ago. That is the fruit of the mystery. Get this record. It is uh, one of the best records of recent times. Again, Art Magic with the fruit of the mystery pulled off the songs of other England. Before that, another uh, another belter, actually. Um, the latest single off their uh, second LP. That's Let's Eat Grandma. Great band name, isn't it? Let's Eat Grandma bandcamp.com the LP is called I'm all ears and that was a tune called Ava and preceded by Sparks if you don't like Sparks there's something intrinsically wrong with you this town ain't big enough for the both of us next you are going to be treated now to a Canadiana Canada Day hat trick starting with this by Toronto's Actual Water a band I've actually never heard of until my colleague pointed me in the right direction just before I left work on Friday Hence, that's why I playlisted it. Here's Power Pop Radio from 2014. You can't jump with me. 
super stuff from Toronto's Always. And that is a track called Party Police that uh, is their fourth single as featured on their debut self-titled LP from 2014. So that's the third out of three of our Canada Day hat trick. Before that, Kelowna's Finest Sons with their fifth single off their second LP, Treehouse. That is Grapes of Wrath with Backward Town, a gorgeous, gorgeous pop song and a great band they were. And if you are so inclined, look into them. Wonderful, wonderful pop songs they wrote and uh, they also transitioned into a band called Ginger in the 90s which were similarly fantastic. And before that, the first song of three in our uh, Canada Day hat trick, we heard Power Pop Radio as suggested to me by my colleague John. Thanks, mate. And um, that is by Toronto's Actual Water off their latest of four LPs entitled Call for Fun and again, Power Pop Radio. Next up, we're going to do something brand new of uh, Danny Gothy's new solo LP.
Supergrass, a single from February 1995. That's Man Size Rooster, and that is one of the two tracks we're going to be playing off our feature record this week, our Essential Wax, which is Supergrass's I Should Coco from 1995. Before I get into more detail, before that we heard ex-Supergrass member Danny Goffey from his latest and greatest uh, LP, his solo LP, entitled Shtick. And we heard one of the singles entitled Buzzkiller. The album features cameos by uh, Brett Anderson of Suede, Rialto's Lewis Elliott and Insecure Men's Marley McKay. Right, let's get back to Supergrass, shall we? We just heard, as I mentioned, Man Size Rooster, their second of five singles off this wonderful, wonderful record entitled I Should Coco from 1995, released in May of that year on Parlophone Records and recorded at Sawmill Studios in Cornwall. It actually did reach, uh, very briefly, number one and was produced by Sam Williams. Let's see another single off the record, shall we? Is Lose It. <laughs>
Radar with uh, their version of the Falls Middle Class Revolt. Isn't that great? Go to chunklet.bandcamp.com. Chunklet being C H U N K L E T. That's short for Chunklet Industries. Bandcamp.com slash album slash A hyphen Mark hyphen E hyphen Smith hyphen tribute hyphen single. I'll get back to that in just a couple of moments. So the second Supergrass song I played off our feature LP of the week, our Essential Wax, which is I Should Coco from 1995, was via one of Oxford's finest sons, I'm sure, uh, Radiohead and Ride and numerous others would uh, have a bone of contention if I called them their finest sons. But uh, Lose It was the third single of five. Uh, the first single was caught by the first Man Size Rooster was their second single, which I played as the first track of the two. Uh, Lenny was fourth and All Right was the fifth single off this record. And uh, the, the highest charting single actually off this uh, record was All Right, the fifth one, reached number two, the heady dizzy heights of number two. And many people were curious as to what the heck I Should Coco means. It's a uh, cockney rhyming slang for uh, I Should Think So. Uh, not very, not really common vernacular, especially uh, uh, in the north, but uh, very much uh, in the south is, is still used uh, reasonably frequently uh, as it stands right now. What's up next? Right, we just told you that we'd heard Honey Radar, uh, and that's from their Bandcamp page, which you can snag this single from. But the other song on this wonderful EP is The Fall, as introduced by John Peel himself, and it sounds somewhat like this. The fall with you. The fall. And the fall and the fall. It's the fall and the fall. The fall of crap. The fall of fall. The fall. Fall. Uh, the fall, anyway. And the new fall LP. And the fall with the fall, of course. The fall LPs. Fall to fall. Copy of the fall LP. Yeah, that's the fall. The fall. That's the fall, though. Uh, fall is the fall, of course. Not surprisingly, it's the fall. That's the fall, of course. The fall. At no- How about some fall? Fall, of course. Uh, session from the fall. Stuff. 
from the fall. That's the fall. The fall. The fall tonight. From the fall. Sensational fall. That's the fall, of course. Hey, that's the fall. At uh, the fall from night. That's the fall. Uh, this is the fall. And that's the fall. And the fall of one. Let's fall from the, uh, the fact that there were no fall records. So from the fall. It's from the fall. From that fall session. Fall. It's the fall from the taking of the fall. Uh, that's the fall. Ah, uh, you might well laugh. That's a fourth for the fall. I'm the fall, of course. From the fall, though. A fall track. I'm by the fall on the fall from the mighty fall listen to something by the fall that's the fall as they were twist for the tea party the fall and that's the sixth fall track is the last from the fall that's the fall and this is the fall marquee smith and the falls from the fall marquee smith fall magazine sort of fall in from the fall this is the the fall of course on that of course is the fall like the fall and that you know i mean i think they'd be crap myself the fall back from the force Oh, I love them. Insanely, madly, forever. The Fall. New single from The Fall. That's, I think, from The Fall. It's not a fellow's time we had a track from The Fall. Towards The Fall. That's The Fall. Isn't The Fall. The Mighty Fall. Oh, wonderfully. You can't beat him, can you? You just simply can't beat him. That's The Mighty Fall, of course. But come on, that's The Fall. Here's another one from The Fall, and this... Can't get enough of it. Really can't. That's The Fall in... Do you know what it is that I like about the fall? I was thinking, well, I mean, I was thinking of lots of things. The fall, the fall discography, uh, fall discography, if you like the fall, and I think we do. The fall, always the same, always different, as I said before, the mighty fall in session, love them to death, of course. That's uh, from benighted souls who do not love the fall. I Great A quality stuff, just for you, listener. That's the fall in, by the fall. Sing the fall with that from the fall out. The fall, the fall, the fall, the fall. Of course I would. The fall from the fall, the fall for all of the fall. The fall, the fall, the fall, fall, the fall. This is the fall. That's the fall. And about the fall, I saw the fall of the fall. That's the fall. The fall. That's the fall from the fall. The fall from the fall. That's the fall and the fall. The fall. The fall. That's the fall. The fall from the fall in the fall. The fall and the fall and from the fall. All of us fall fans from the fall. It's the fall. Fall. Uh, here come the fall again. From the fall. One more from the fall. The fall. The fall is... The fall on... That's been the fall. The fall. Thing to do, certainly. Well, yes.
magic track that is when we first met that's as by our feature interview artist john andrew frederick aka the black watch i'll be right into more detail with regards to john and the black watch in just a second but i must tell you that uh, before that we heard ride with a single from 1994 on creation records i don't know where it comes from just felt like playing it just because and before that have to remind you that uh, well you've got to get this double a side single by honey radar you've got to get their cover of uh, middle class revolt and the b side is that uh, wonderful the fall the fall by the fall the fall, the fall, the fall. got to get your hands on that so go to chunklet.bandcamp.com and uh, look for the uh, the marky smith tribute single and procure it henceforth and uh, before that of course was uh, Supergrass with two songs of our Essential Wax LP this week, which is I Should Coco from 1995. A little bit of a tidbit of information about the Black Watch. John Andrew Frederick, well, what doesn't the chap do? English lecturer, uh, painter, uh, he's a writer, he's a dab and table tennis and tennis, and uh, he has the best part of uh, 20 full-length CDs under his belt and is... Well, he's not showing any signs of stopping. The new record is out on the 27th of July, and I'm lucky enough to have listened to it several times over. It's entitled The Witches, and it's uh, it's a stellar, stellar record. All three songs that I'm playing are from this particular LP. The latest works. The next song I want to play for you is The Beginning of the End. Having fallen on heart
Sublime track of the soon-to-be-released Witches LP out on July the 27th. That is The Black Watch, a.k.a. John Andrew Frederick. Going to hear lots more. He's going to fill in a lot of gaps for you. Uh, very loquacious chap, very intelligent man, and uh, this was an interesting interview to say the very, very least. Enjoy this. I'll be back with one more track by The Black Watch to wrap things up for this week's episode, specifically episode 88 of Near Perfect Pitch. Enjoy this. Hello? Hello, is this John? Yeah. Hey John, it's Tara calling from Near Perfect Pitch. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, apart from the sweltering heat. What's it like where you're at? Oh, it's um, overcast and not, not too sunny, but that's okay. We can take a break. Where are you? I'm on the East Coast in Canada and we've got about 100 degrees here right now. It's stupid. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, nice slash stupid. Good. Yeah, it's a little bit much, I think. A little, little bit of an indoors day then. Yeah, very much an air conditioning, interviewing uh, you and watching a World Cup kind of day. Yeah. Um, where, where, whereabouts are you? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, you're right in the thick of I, it then. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's good to be sure, talking. I spent some, trying to spend a few months of the year in London. Some wonderful friends have got a... I'm glad that you mentioned that you, you know, you have a second home, as it were, because ly- lyrically, it's very odd to listen to uh, to anybody uh, from LA singing about Hampstead Heath, as an example. Well, so. well, I mean, you know, I call myself a recovering Anglophile. Well, it's a lifelong process. <laughs> if you grow up, if you grow, grow up madly in love with the Beatles from five, you know, the age of five, and then once you start being able to read, you know, some actual literature rather than children's stories, and you discover Dickens and Hardy and Jane Austen and Shakespeare, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to recover from. It's also it's also a lot to to ignore and and of course uh, yeah, before for sure. before before we get into the nitty gritty of the musical aspect of, of your talents of course um, uh, I think it's more than fair to say that that uh, you are the antithesis of a lazy fella um, could could you tell I, us I mean I, yeah but so is but so is Mussolini though you know I mean everything has its price <laughs> well I, I'm, not I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting. Losing people often cause loads of loads of misery in this world. So you know, let's not let's not just be hasty about saying just because. You know, I think who was there's a philosopher I can't remember whether it was Spinoza or you know maybe Descartes who said all of the world or Nietzsche who said you know all of the world's problems are just you know were were, were and come at come at, at the cost of a, of men not being able to sit quietly on their own in a room. Well, there's always but, a cost. Know, fortunately, fortunately, I'm just offered with a guitar alone in my room rather than an army of black shirts or something. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's a bit of a harsh, harsh, and harsh analogy because I think uh, you're relatively innocuous as compared to Mussolini. But, but that's, I think I think I hope so. That's <laughs> debatable. Like my recovering Anglophilia, I'd like to keep that streak going as well. Well, you've really, you, you, you've certainly mapped it out for us, and, and also just to share with the listenership. I mean, you are you're still currently uh, lecturing at uh, at C- CLU. Is that no, what you do? No, I no? left. No, I left off being a professor at last. I, I was threatened to my students on an almost weekly basis 
whether I quit, but I'm, I'm retiring from teaching. I'm not going to be in a classroom anymore. I did it for 25 plus years. Yeah. And uh, it's time for me to time for me to, to speak, but that's a different conversation. I mean, I just it's time for me really to just because I've been, you know, having my toes in both dreams in academia and music and and a little, you know, in publishing world too. So yes, a, a, a trolley stream sort of thing has, has really it's been a sign, sign from the the spheres to just really just focus on music and let let the teaching and the writing fiction kind of go for for the non. Yeah, well, I mean, as I say, uh, I was just trying to share with everybody that, that you, of course, uh, you, you write incessantly, but you um, you also play tennis and ping pong, and, and, and you, you were, up until recently, a professor, and uh, you make wonderful records, and to be frank, it's, it's, well, hard, it's hard to keep up with, with, your, with your repertoire. Yeah, there's, a, there's an oppressive element to it as well, but my friends, you know, my friends... The, the dwindling member membership club of my friends is, you know, because everybody's so hard to keep in touch and in busy world and people having kids and and crises and stuff. Um, but my my friends are often, you know, find it quite tiresome that I'm tireless. <laughs> well, they don't like it. They don't like it because I've got a couple of. Uh, I'm so used to be in the band. I mean, there's often Irish, there's often, you know, at least two Irish guys in the Black Watch and a couple of them who have gone on to, you know, score films and do other things. Playing at other groups have, you know, I've met up with them recently and they just, they just kind of threw up their hands and going, I can't, I can't keep up with you anymore at all. I mean, they're, they're good sports about it and stuff, but it doesn't endear you in a way, you know, you think about it as a fan as well. Except for you know, a guided by voices would be an extreme example of. It's, it's all, there's, there's, there's almost a certain hostility to overproduction. You know, saying you know, here I'm sticking this in your face again. You know, anytime you know, one of my favorite bands that puts out a lot of records, they put something else out. You kind of you know, Yola Tango is an example. Exactly. Of that. You know, I love yeah. I love Yola Tango. I'm sure it reflects reflected in in the influences that I try to suppress. Repress, but you know, you know, the thing that comes out with another, another record. Part of you, part of anybody, even diehard fans, goes, Oh, god, I have to. Okay, so I have to. Or Robin Hitchcock's another one, oh, yes, yeah. 27 <laughs> records. You know, I love you, Robin, but why are you making me? You know, I gotta go, I gotta go, I, you know, compare this to Element of Life or you know, the no, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from because you're also you're also analogising that as, as as a fan in your own right and also as someone who is uh, sharing immense amount of new content literally every five minutes and I mean Bill Nelson sort of feels and falls into that bracket as well. It's it's you love a band but sometimes it is it really is a monumental effort to keep up and also. You want to yeah. like you want to like everything. You don't want to not like output, and um, it becomes a challenge. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so, so. Yeah, let's... absolutely. You know, and then, and then there are people who have gone tarnishing their legacies in a way. Oh yes. You know, maybe they don't know how to stop somehow. Well, and, can't um, can't stop. Fans always think that they're they're always enamored of their latest thing. So, you know, it's hard for us to gauge whether 
you know, when people say, well, you know, how do you feel about your new record? The artist is always going to go, no, nobody's going to go, oh, gosh, it's not nearly as, as what I did in the 80s. So, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, this, I'll tell you, I, I'm, going, I'm going through your bio, and um, this is something that, that um, I'm, going to, I'm going to quote as from, 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 from your son, who seems to be a real bright spark. Um, I, I love, I love uh, how, he, how he quantifies Los Angeles living by, by saying that Los Angeles is toxic and conducive to advanced misanthropy. So I, I think that's wonderful. Do you concur with that, or, or, or are you finding Los Angeles a good catalyst for you? Absolutely. I <laughs> know. Uh, what a. F- oh, gosh, what's wrong with them? I don't uh, know. You know, I, I don't. It's, it's a, LA is an honor. I'm awfully narcissistic people. I find, you know, I've gravitated towards, and all my friends are, you know, incredibly talented and mostly modest. And so you really, you know, you, it is a milieu in which you're kind of surrounded by people who have got to play the game of puffing themselves up. And any of us knows it's the not the braggart who has the most talent. It's the shy, quiet girl in the corner who's not talking to anyone. Who's you know a wonderful painter or dancer or what have you. Yeah, yeah. And there are also a whole lot of actors here. I, I feel unabashed about being you know having a a, a kind of a prejudice against lesbians now in the sense of. Inundated with these, uh, with, with narcissism out there. Someone who knows what you like, and, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, and to me, to yeah, me, I want, and I want to like more things. I really do. I keep looking all the time. Oh, I try to like more bands and more more writers and more comedians. And you know, I, I really, I haven't given up. I'm not. I haven't retreated and just you know, to full on misanthropy and just you know. But I, I'm still out there, really hoping to find new things to listen to. And, you know, it's a great thing that you guys who have been, who, if that's not an offensive, you know, um, you know, truncating of the term, you guys have to keep on writing, I'll just put it like this, you guys keep on writing about music, 
you're the ones who really also are, you know, in the same boat as us in a world, uh, an OCD world, where you're still passionate about writing eloquently about, you know, one house about about new music and turning people on to um, things they that they should be listening to rather than Ariana Grande or, you know, um, who's still in the blank, I don't want to. You don't need to, but I think everybody listening is, is can, can, can quite readily fill in the blanks till the end of time. Um, so, yeah, I, I highly recommend that you listen to the podcast because you might stumble upon some stuff that will uh, hopefully stifle some of this uh, misanthropy, but uh, that's another thing altogether. Okay. But, uh, yeah, do, do me a favour. Uh, listen to the programme at some point and give me your feedback and tell oh, me yeah. if I've managed to uh, just contribute in some small capacity to, to making you smile. <laughs> oh, so absolutely. I can look at you like a lot of that, but you know, um, sometimes it's a little bit wan- I'm smiling wanly, but I'd rather be beaming, so there you go. Well, okay, so I was going to ask you, before we talk about the, the, the latest two works, I was just um, just curious how you were manage, how you managed to, uh, to align with, uh, to, with, with Rob Campanella. I'm just wondering if, that, if he's someone that you've known for a while, or did the, you, your paths just cross oh. a couple of years ago? Well, you know, I've, I've known Rob since the, since the late 80s when we started. Yeah. Um, he would come to our gigs back um, back in the day when we were first starting to record and do some gigs around Los Angeles. And then when we, uh, we signed to Dr. Green in 1991 and started to tour a little bit. And um, and his band, The Quarter After, sounds very much, his early band, this 90s band with his brother, sounds very much like The Birds. Yes. I would run, and Rob is also, you know, an inveterate record chopper guy. So I'd run into, if I didn't see him at gigs, I would run into him at Aaron's Records on Highland or in Melrose. Um, uh, just any anytime you're in a record store on a Saturday, Rob might be there. He's got a wonderful collection, and I was always looking for something to, to buy as well. So we trade tapes, and you know, he's just he really is the nice. He he runs. The few people that I know who proclaims his niceness, who says where it's actually true. You know, a lot of times some, you know, really, you know, um, nefarious character will tell you, you know, well, well uh, cause I'm a very nice guy and he'll just be an idiot being. But Rob truly <laughs> is one of these guys who goes, I'm, I'm a really nice guy and it's not hype. He's just a sweetheart. It's great. I like to spend hours with Rob. I debating with Rob. He loves to get into it. And, you know, the minutia of bands to the point where, you know, I don't want to get dragged into those kind of conversations, and yet it's four hours later and we've dissected the early Floyd versus Love or something. Fantastic. And he knows, he leaves, and I, my heart goes out to Rob because even though he's a heartthrob, he's a bit of a tragic character because, like many people, he knows way too much about rock and roll. You know, I think that there's something in the same way that I've been damaged by having read too many. English novels. It's a curse. And, and he does, and we're, we're great friends. He's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world as well, and an insanely talented musician. Yeah. And did all this despite the fact that he knows full well, because I'm quite vocal about it, that I hate the Brian Jonestown Massacre <laughs> more than any band that I hate, and all the bands that I hate, particularly Anton Newcomb, whom I despise more than any, more than Trump. I mean, he's worse. You know, My so, goodness you know, so, me. I tell you what, you're not backwards and coming forward, are you? I'm kidding. <laughs> I make up a lot of stuff. He's not worse than Trump. They're kind of <laughs> neck and, you know, neck and neck. Uh, 
Wow, I mean, Anton's his ears must be burning. That, that must be a, a well, a particularly strong relationship that you two guys have by virtue of him. Oh, Rob doesn't, Rob's not involved with the guy that he's in band with. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. At least you're big enough to, to admit that that could be a possibility. Yeah, you know, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, John Lennon said, you know, in order to make it, you've got to be the biggest bastard on the block. And, you know, just like the job of singing in the Black Watch, that kind of, that sort of, you know, by default, that, 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 that position sort of came my way. So well, now I'm, I'm, there's been times when I know I've had to be ruthless or callous or just, you know, um, stand up to the point of uncomfortability for the things that I want, and it does ruffle feathers, and, you know, um, I, I, I love my bandmates, but they, they, may not, they may not always love me back, so... That's okay. Yeah. Uh, fractious, fractious emotion is a part of the process, and if there wasn't, if, if there wasn't that element, then uh, you'd be, you would be Ariana Grande. So let's not even go there. Uh -huh, there you go. And then I'll go around and Yeah, it all goes pear shaped very, very quickly. Now, I wanted to talk about obviously the new album, and the new album is is wonderful. It really, really is. And I, I wanted to start with just <laughs> I, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard one lick of it, uh, but I. Because obviously I received it and, 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 I, and I was just blown away by having seen um, the, uh, the Eisenstadt photograph, which I hadn't seen for years. I'd actually forgotten about uh, the Alfred photograph that you've, that you've rekindled for the sleeve. And, and, it, and it works with marvellous effect on the album. Well, thank you for noticing that. That's very aesthetically oriented of you. And uh, <laughs> I expect no less. Good for you. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something we chose in the hope Until you get a, re a reluctant hit, which might well happen. <laughs> it's just... All right, I know. God forbid we should have a, we should have a hit. But thank you for saying that you, you like the record. It still, it still means a lot, you know, and people are not, I'm the least jaded person about that. It never, it never is anything less than a thrill for somebody who's listened, you know, to a lot of music without being too obsequious. I'm assuming you know your, you know, A to Z music stuff. I'd like to think so. Really, really good. 
I, 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 I've read the bio, you know, several times over, and, and uh, I, 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 truthfully, I mean, again, without any witticism here, are, are you able to answer this one? <laughs> Granted, I mean, your output is, is wonderful, and as you've touched upon, um, and I'm very much in the boat, uh, as what you were saying before, is that I've just discovered you recently, and, and, and by that I mean in the last, you know, handful of months, and, and I'm going back, right. and I'm going back in time, and your, your mentioning of Yola Tango uh, earlier in, in our chat really resonates with me because I, I find there to be implicit parallels there, not just in terms of uh, the amount of output, but uh, I'm not comparing apples to apples in terms of lyrics, but it just, for me, it evokes the same kind of sentiment and ethos without it being the same kind of comparable product, but the process uh, behind it seems to be very, very similar. So I thought that was kind of cool that you mentioned it because that's immediately who I, I thought of Hoboken, New Jersey, <laughs> very, very quickly after... after yeah, some... sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, the, the parallels would, you know, uh, diverge, certainly, as soon as if you ever A-B'd Ira Capley guitar playing in mine, because he's a monster, and I still, I, you know, I started playing in, when I was 10, and I still play like someone who's in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> well, I can play rhythm, but I can't, he's a, he's a lead monster. And yeah. I like the same kind of dreamy versus... You know, raunchy, you know, sort of um, blending those things. And they can write a really super, super catchy song, you know, so catchy. And that's obviously what, what we've aimed for and sometimes that allows it upon. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, we like, we like lots of guitar freak, freak outs and also quiet acoustic kind of passages. I mean, I wonder, I, I wonder if he's in, in love with the the wide album as I am because I'm, you know, kind of perennially said that every time I go into the studio, I try to make the wide album as a, you know, one, one person, you know, even though it's under the name of a band, it really is me. Yeah. You know, I try to make the wide album knowing that I'm going to fail. I'm never going to make something as amazing as that work of art, but God damn it, I'm going to try kind of thing. So, oh yeah. Well, the aspiration is always there to, 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 to come as close as you can, but I love I love how you were talking about you know you 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 range from the pop song to the dreamy to the abrasive and, and that is very much um, uh, Yola Tango's little world. I, I want yeah, to... absolutely. Yeah, I mean Matador. In fact, you know I've heard from our old manager that you know he was the Gerard Cosway who started Matador and runs it. You know he lives in Austin where she lives and she she knows him and she said you know. What about the Black Rocks? What you know? Could we consider picking them up? Because we'd love to be on Matador. And, um, and he told her, he said, "Look, we've already got Yola Tango." He said he, he, he was very nice. He goes, "I've followed them for years. I know I know all about John's work, but we've already got a Yola Tango." So I mean, that's kind of a left backhanded compliment or whatever. But still, you know, it's, it's quite right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the, the two records that have come out in reasonably quick succession. So my my, my first listen to uh, the the EP was was that of being blown away. It's, it's a quite beautiful piece of work, and and then of course quickly followed by by the full length. Um, in terms of recording the the EP, and I would imagine soon afterwards quickly recording the uh, the uh, the album itself. Were, were they done in the same sessions? Or was there some overlap, or were they no. two distinctly two pieces of work? No, in fact, no. The EP was recorded after, which is 
um, the DEP was just done this past um, this past um, Christmas, and right. which is was done last summer. Okay. Um, and and well, the DEP was done with Andy Creighton, um, the the other guitar player in the band right now, um, at his tiny shed of a studio where he did you know he did the drums and he did the bass and the lead guitar and I just played acoustic and some rhythm guitar and um, that was done very quickly in the course of maybe oh gosh four days um, and then um, as a reaction against witches because witches I tried to make a dance as like the tagline goes for the publicity I tried to make a dance record without drums yeah. imagining it stood there and had joined you know new order and you know, the early Floyd and that I spent a year just listening to the early Floyd and some Beatles, of course, and classical music. And um, it's just this thing, I think, reflected in witches. But um, New Order is easily, aside from the Beatles or My Bloody Valentine, my favorite band. Fantastic. Um, well, ironically, the, yeah. the show that you're going to be on, I'm leaving, I'm leaving off the show with, uh, with Love Vigilantes. Uh, uh, yeah, insane song. Insane, insane yeah. album. I listened to the I album. Yeah, I'm sure there are a couple of people. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a couple of people in Manchester that have it on on permanent play. But uh, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. You're dropping names like Sid, and you're talking about Floyd. You've got New Order, a bit of 808 States in here, and and the album. That's why I asked because they were, obviously they're two distinctly different pieces of work. Um, I, I love the EP in its own right, but but the LP. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's took me a couple of, of listens to get in the groove, if you and I'm, I sound like Madonna here, but if you know what I'm talking about, it, it took me a couple of listens, and usually my favourite records do take it two, two, three listens to, to fully per, permeate. In fact, sometimes, sometimes you really can't, uh, in my experience, I'm, I'm just you know, assuming it's yours as well, that sometimes the first time or two that you listen to a record, you can't stand it. You just uh, it's just like what is this? I don't like this. I don't like this. And then a few listens later, you just kind of go bloody hell! This is wonderful. I just it took it just takes time to get into. And so that's another. You only get one more flattering thing to tell me, okay? That's it. You've reached your limit. Okay. Well, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's not my. It's not my design to blow smoke. I mean, put it this well, way. I, I know you're not doing that, but that just. I mean, that's such. That's such the perfect thing to say. You know, it really is. <laughs> No, you're welcome. Okay. Okay. Are you from up north yourself? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Leeds. That's it. Yeah. Well, my old my my old accents here, in that it's incomprehensible. Wherever I go through drive-through, still in Canada after having lived all through, you know, here all these years, I still get the wrong uh, food at the end of the drive-through, but. Uh, I was born in Leeds, brought up in sort of Manchester, Cheshire area. Went to Loughborough Grammar okay, School. Sure. Yeah, and spent spent a lot of my formative years, you know, tromping around Manchester and Hacienda and things like that. And it's a big part of my life, that's for sure. Big, yeah, big part. Yeah, of my well, it is your your accent smacks of cookiness, of the Peter variety. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, well placed. And and um, I was going to ask you um, actually. Because because the record itself, I'm going to be going to be featuring the the full length because I've featured the EP before, 
Um, I was wondering if you yourself wouldn't mind picking a couple of songs off the LP that, that uh, you, you, you can choose for me to play. Oh, gosh. Um, well, Georgette, if you want to do, Georgette, Georgette, the, the poppy one that is the first single, if you want to just do something yeah. that was easy, is easy to get into. And Great single, by the way. You know, there's, uh, and I think the beginning of the end is a very haunting story about the girlfriend who sees the ghost. Yes. That's actually her. Um, that, that's, that's a, that's a, if you a creepy one, if you want to get creepy, so oh, you get poppy and get creepy. You know, uh, I think those two might be good as a side. Absolutely. Um, no, we... It's hard for me, you know. It's hard for me to, hard for me to pick. But I think, just, apropos of just one thing about what you said about the several listens, I think we did by opening up with a with a very droney. Um, Song that builds slowly to seven minutes long, and the first song dances for footsteps slow. Um, the Costco's rendition kind of title that I mixed from Gerard Manley Hopkins' poem, a beautiful poem. That's so straight out of the That's a line from Jam Hopkins. Yeah. Um, dances for footsteps slow. Um, I think I think there was something a little bit. There's something perverse in almost everything we do. And I think our our cult status kind of you know lends itself to that or affords us that because we're not think we're not you know hyperly in the public eye not by design we try to sell out a thousand times because just nobody's buying symbol crash symbol crash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but but I think I think that, that there is something a bit of a to say to the listener hey are you you know are you, are you man or woman or boy or girl enough you know, to, to, to stick with us, because we're not going to hit you with something that's super obvious. Are you a subtle listener? You know, or, or can you understand this record as a, you know, as it's called the witches, this method sort of, you know, bewitch you or bewilder you in part. I don't know. I, I think that was one something I realized maybe after. Yeah. After the effect, and my more commercial friend who heard my, because I always do the secret thing of the record, to kind of go, Really? Are you going to do this? You know, you're starting off with a long, long drone of a song, and, and, and other friends who get it just go, yes, do that, do that, do that. Shoot <laughs> yourself in the foot. You shot yourself in the foot so many times. What's one more, you know? Exactly. What's one more bullet to the top, big toe? So there you go. That's kind of a really cool analogy because it's really bizarre because I, I've actually broken my, my big toe on my right foot four times and had three surgeries on it and oh. I was and I was looking at it this morning with disdain thinking what have I done anyway I digress yeah. I digress immensely because it's, that's oh, my... don't do that again no no but uh, I'm sure I will hopefully got another 40 years by which to injure it several more times over um being that you are familiar with 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 the UK of course by virtue of uh, obviously being uh, a voracious reader and having been there countless times um, you, you'll probably appreciate how very, very important the biscuit is to British culture, and I have, yeah, I have had too many of those. Absolutely, as have I. And, and over the course of time, I ask every interviewee the same question at the end of any given interview, and I will do the very same with you. So hypothetically, you're around my place with, with a, a hot beverage in your hand, and I bring out the, the biscuit tin. Uh, however, it's a magic biscuit tin, and you can choose any biscuit or reasonable facsimile or derivative, past, present, or future. What would you pick? Um, 
First one. The mil- we'll go with the milk chocolate digestive because that was the one that you thought of first. Yeah. Perfect. That's the one I'd have. That's the magic one. Yeah, that's what I have. Lovely. Well, I've got I've got this. Uh, I'll, I have an articulate infographic uh, with with biscuits adjacent to artists, and I'll send that to you in the next few days, just for just okay. just for a Thank bit of fun. You. But in the in, in the meantime, just just so you know, actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm playing three songs around the interview. I, I, I you chose two, but. Uh, you did mention dances for sad footsteps slow, and that's the one that, that I wanted to play, and uh, not because of Cocteau to him, but just because it it, uh, it grabbed me, as it were. It's a wonderful tune. Thank you so much. And oh, it's my pleasure. And, and in the interim, um, I, I don't imagine for one second that you have any aspirations to slow down at all. So um, perhaps, perhaps in a, in a year or so, we can do a catch up and talk about your most recent works because. <laughs> Well, that's a bit, I mean, that's a bit fresh and heavy, because we are actually in the studio right now. I'm going this afternoon to start seeing uh, 10 new songs. We've tracked 10 new songs for a new LP, so... Well, um, you've, you've... Yeah, I've given, I've given up saying, saying I'm stopping. I used to, for the past four or five years, like, kept announcing I'm quitting, I'm not doing any more records, and now I'm just saying, well, yeah, I'm probably doing three or four or five. Or six more. So well, one in well, you've set the bar. You've set the bar, and you've now set an expectancy for us. So we're, we're uh, going to be sitting there refreshing uh, Bandcamp in the hopes that there's another thing added there. Um, is is there a website other than the Bandcamp page that you'd like me to highlight? Um, no, just whatever whatever you want to do. No, I've got the blackwatch.bandcamp.com where you can get the latest works. But um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's that. Yeah, do the do the bandcamp. Yeah, that's that. That's that. There, there is really good to send people. Smashing. Well, well. In the meantime, well, thank you first of all. But uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy yourself and, and and pace yourself somewhat. There, John. Thanks, pace yourself. <laughs> good one. Look okay, after. So well, next time in California, I'm going to be giving you a buzz. But in the meantime, look you after. Be. I'll be in touch yeah, in the next. Yeah. Be in touch in the next couple of days. Take care. Cheers. Okay. Bye bye. Well, I think I did mention that you'd find that interesting. A very, very, very uh, deep, in-depth, opinionated chap is John Andrew Frederick with a track record that uh, is hard to beat, to be frank. Uh, very multifaceted, and uh, it was a delight talking to him. And I hope that you enjoy his uh, audio material I'm not so sure you're going to get into his painting or uh, his literature which you may well do but I'm specifically talking about uh, his output as a recording artist the black watch look forward uh, to witches which I'll play uh, some more of no doubt in in coming weeks out on July the 27th the black watch is where you'll be able to get the record when it is ready to rock and roll one more song this is the one I chose he chose uh, the previous two I've chosen this one off the record, Dances for Sad Footsteps Slow. And in his words, a Cocteau Twins-esque type title for a song, isn't it?
Well, they have it. That's Dances for Sad Footsteps Slow. Third and final track by the wonderful The Black Watch. Thank you, John Andrew Frederick. Thank you to you lot for listening. And thank you to my friend, my new friend in Germany, Heiko and the Catherines for my new wonderful theme tune for Niam. Perfect Pictures Magic Biscuit Tin. The theme tune is entitled A Cookie Tin. And as I always do at the end of any programme, I'm, I'm about to expire here, by the way, so forgive me if I don't seem overly enthusiastic. It's about a gajillion stupid degrees in here by virtue of it being about 45 outside. And uh, the internal uh, AC and everything just, just, can't, just can't do it. And this fan's like something, uh, just like having a rodent spit at me. It's completely ineffectual. Anyway, what I would like you to do is please recommend the programme to somebody with really, really good music taste. Taste like yours. People who know what's what. I'd be very, very grateful. I'm going to go home and get into the hot tub, which has been now set to be a cool tub. And I'm going to sit there for a good two hours. All the best. Back next week. Ta-ra. <laughs>